Well, I was going to announce that this, you know, we don't want to wait. We're mm-hmm. a, this is a CW, WB, whatever, binge cat. Okay, let's just go into it. Aren't we there? We're there. Okay. We're into it. We, <laughs> we don't want to wait. Mm-hmm. We don't. My, na- my name is Stephanie. My name is Robin. We don't want to wait. And <laughs> this is a, <laughs> for the 10th time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a CW binge cast. Yeah. Well. Because we don't want to wait. It's not just CW. A WB. And this, Fox. Okay, we're going back to the early days of the WB. Mm-hmm. The WB was in its infancy. That's what you have to keep in mind when you watch some of these shows. Just like Buffy season one. Yeah. Like I, like I kept. I, this reminded me so much of Buffy season one. A shoestring budget. Yeah. Just trying new things, trying to do the best. With what they had, mm-hmm. so so I need to talk about the show that we're going to talk about. Yes, we're talking about Ryan Murphy's first series, Popular. Popular that aired in that it premiered in nineteen ninety nine. This is awesome because now, you're in charge of this, this podcast. I'm in charge, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna stop trying to talk over you. I'm steering the ship. Yeah. Okay. Popular. <laughs> When I saw this, I thought Mean Girls, mm. yeah, Clueless, uh, Heather's, so much Cordelia Chase, yeah. Cordelia Chase. <laughs> if Cordelia Chase is like a highlight of early Buffy for you, you will love this show. <laughs> Robin, did you love Popular? Did you lo- the first two episodes that we watched? Did you love it? Uh, uh, I was, I. Hmm. I guess I, I guess I can be just be honest and say no, I didn't love it, but I enjoyed it and um, started to become more engaged with the characters as we went on. But no, like starting off, I was like, again, yeah, you're, what the hell is this? Well, what are we watching? Like, what is this? What, what's going on here? Uh, yeah, yeah, there were okay, there were many things in this where I was like, what the hell am I watching? But. <laughs> Tell tell me, I want to hear these reasons that you did that kept you from loving it. Uh, well, I'm glad there's one thing. I mean, there's one bit of trivia that I have, and I gotta say, um, I, I I got some trivia from um uh, the internet, but also our our good friend Jen uh, sent in a bunch of trivia. She's helped us out a, a bunch with this show. Um, and it said one of the things I found. I think this is one I looked up. It said, according to Ryan Murphy, the first two episodes of Popular were different to the other episodes of the show. This change was made to make the show more appealing. So right off the bat, we're watching a show that we're probably not going to be watching. Ah, uh, well, see, I know that. Okay, the first episode we get the troubadour playing the strumming the guitar in the back of a truck. <laughs> And then, like, the camera goes, like, swoops into each girl's room mm-hmm. or into their house. And we and the first verse that the girl sings is about 
Brooke and the second verse that she sings is about what Sam. What the hell is going on? That was my reaction. Yeah, to, like, in, no. to introduce us to the characters. Nope. And it took me watching it like three or four times before I was <laughs> before I realized that that was the deal. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, how about that part where I think it was like Brooke and her mom were talking and then you look out the window and there's the guitar player sitting on the deck singing. <laughs> It's like, what is no, happening? No, it wasn't Brooke and her mom because Brooke's mom left. Oh, it's oh, Sam sorry. and her mom. Sam and her mom, sorry. Yeah, she's just sitting out there strumming her guitar, waving. Like, <laughs> no. But, and then the weird thing is, the weirder thing is, the even more weird thing is, in the second episode, we get these, like, super polished credits. Yeah. Like, not credits, but, like, a opening, opening uh, credit scene uh, of... They're like on a stage and they have these fancy outfits mm. on and their hair is done. Doing a fashion and shoot right there. Like a fashion shoot and a, like a fan blowing her hair. Yeah. And it's just so completely different. So it was like the network said, okay, we got to we gotta do something to snazzy this thing up and polish it up and make it better. Uh, another piece of trivia, creator Ryan Murphy wanted to have an original song in every episode, like Sydney Forrest's song in the opening credits of this episode, but she did not test well with audiences, so the idea was axed by the network. <laughs> okay, so, I can see that. Oh, I'm glad that was and done. An, <laughs> yeah, and another thing, like, at the end of the second hour, it ends... With the big hook of the show, mm. yeah, like, like if this was made now, that big reveal that they're that that Sam's mother and Brooke's dad got married, yeah, that would be at the end of the first hour. That would be at the first, <laughs> at the end of the pilot, and you would have, and you would have been like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen now? I must t- tune in next week to see what happens. I feel like we watched a two-hour pilot, which is which is good because pilots yeah. are usually very much different than the actual show. You know, yeah, uh, and I love that at that moment, the DJ literally does a record scratch, <laughs> like he literally does one. <laughs> and so Sam and Brooke, they're like two sides of a coin. Mm-hmm. Brooke is the popular girl. Sam is the girl that doesn't care to be popular, doesn't care, oh, uh, is smart. But, but like she really does care. Just girls, like most yeah. girls, they really do care. Yeah. Because, right, like, yeah. even with my child, my child doesn't care what people think, but she really does. And it's the, the thing about shows like this with the mean girl, with being mean in high school and the self-doubt and the comparing yourself to each other, that's so, like, uh... If we could change it, we could. Mm-hmm. It's so primal. It's so ingrained socially in us because it's at every school from Seattle to Florida, all across you know the country. That's mm-hmm. just how it is. You have the hierarchy, and you have you know the kids. They f- they feel bad about themselves, and they compare themselves to each other. It's just how it is. I got to say, that's the one thing that I was like. Oh, I'm back to this again. Uh, I don't know if you heard my dryer uh, turn off, but that was my dryer. Uh, That was the thing that I was like, oh, yeah, we are back in high school. Like, we just got done doing Hellcats. We spent a few seasons with adult Dawson's Creek people. It's been a while since trying to adjust to high school cliques. And 
going at it from such uh, a word that I see used a lot about popular is absurdist. Like the absurdist angle, like the, the emotions are very heightened and uh, some of the things seem so much more important than they really are. But of course, that's what teenagers are like. So I, yeah. all this time, I'm like, I, I had to train my mind. And I don't know if it's completely trained yet, but it's it's getting there. And that's probably why I didn't love these two episodes. It's me saying to myself, like, no, no, no. This is important to these kids. Uh-huh. This is this is their life. And uh, this is not trying to get a job, trying to get, you know, go to college. This is this is the so the social environment, the societal environment that they're in. Mm-hmm. It's everything to be invited to this popular girls party. It's yes. it, that's 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 the focus for like weeks. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, Leslie Bibb, star of the Skulls, um, is in this show. <laughs> I was like, where did I see her before? I was like, oh yeah, the Skulls. We just watched the Skulls a few months ago. Where she has a uh, shower scene with Josh Jackson. So a shower scene? I don't remember that. Well, they made they started making out maybe in front of a shower or in a shower. I don't know. I know there was a shower involved. <laughs> Two things that I noticed about uh, like that dates the show yes. is they talk about the millennium several times. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember Y two K? Oh yeah, yeah. Dum dum dum. Or uh, when at the, in the very beginning, in that uh, cold open, they're talking about uh, Harrison and Sam are talking, and he said, "Well, you know, in the right light, you don't look quite like a troll." And back then, a troll was a creature that lived under a bridge that had crazy hair. <laughs> yep, yep. And now it's and ju- now a troll is something completely different. A, cre- a creature that lives in his mom's basement and, and sits around in his underwear. Yeah, and uh, harasses people on the internet. Yes, and loves Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's uh, so um, I don't know. What'd you What'd you think about uh, our stars, like um, Leslie Bibb? And uh, Carly Pope, who I reached out to on Twitter, I saw you like that. <laughs> yeah, I had to let them know. Oh, great! Robin's going to get us an interview with them. <laughs> I wasn't trying. I just wanted them to react to be like somebody's podcasting about popular. <laughs> because what, what, what spurred me was that I was I've been catching up with the superhero shows on CW, and I saw Carly Pope on Arrow. She plays like a, yeah. a reporter. I know. I was like, okay, Leslie Bibb. I know who she is. She was in Iron Man. I recognize her from many things, but I was like, who is this person playing Sam? I yeah. don't know who this person is at all. Yeah. And then looked on IMDb, and she's this girl who has been on Arrow lately, who I've been wondering, who in the world is this person? <laughs> Never seen this person before in my life. Yep. Uh, it's funny. You did, you did mention Iron Man um, for Leslie Bibb, and uh, there's an obsession in this show uh, with Gwyneth Paltrow. And it's just yes, fun. that's so Gwyneth. Yeah, it's so funny that uh, you know she ends up working on Iron Man with Gwyneth Paltrow and sharing some screen time with him with her. Um, uh, I didn't think about that. Ryan Murphy went on to uh, work with uh, Gwyneth in Running with Scissors, and uh, she guested on Glee. And I guess he's good friends with her now. And uh, 
She, it said it said in the trivia, Gwyneth heard about the obsession with her and was quote pleased. <laughs> <laughs> of course she was. Uh, of course she was. Uh, what I want to know is the guy playing the piano at the theater uh, auditions. I wonder if that's the same guy who played the piano in Glee. Oh, and in Gilmore Girls. Oh, I wasn't. I, it could be, yeah. but I'm not sure. I tr- I looked it up. I, I I googled it really hard and couldn't couldn't determine if that was him. Mm. Oh, you know what's another bit of trivia uh, that uh, we were talking about? How this would be, or I was saying this would be a good two hour premiere. This practically was uh, popular. Actually, premiered uh, after the third season premiere of Dawson's Creek on Wednesday and then moved to its regular Thursday 8 p.m. spot the following day. So you pretty much got episode one and two in a row. Oh, okay. If you're watching. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, it just seemed like they could have cut it down possibly and made it just one episode, but... I don't know. It was it was nice to get all the the different, you know, to expand on everybody more because because Lily and the uh, her activism against dissecting the frog, yep. you know, that needed some time to develop there. And the Carmen auditioning for cheerleader and then not getting it and not coming to school and everybody was worried about her. And then I honestly thought she'd of- kill herself. And that would be like one of the first things that was big in the show. Like this friend of theirs that no- everybody mistreated or whatever ignored or ends up kill- killing herself. And, you know, I, I wasn't expecting that. I thought that would, that was too dark because <laughs> this show it's, it's kind of dark, mm-hmm. not dark, but kind of black humor. Yeah. But uh, I, I didn't think that that if, if that ever does happen in this show, it would be later. Yeah. But, I almost uh, thought it would be like a commentary like, well, this is what happens when somebody is trying to be popular and can't, and, you know, it's just, can't achieve that because they're overweight or something. And, yeah, this is, for, this is how dangerous yeah. uh, it is to be this, so yeah. cruel. And they, because Brooke was trying – Brooke was lobbying for Carmen to – to win the cheerleader spot. Yeah, much but, like uh, Savannah was <laughs> in Hellcats, and Alice was obviously Nicole in this episode. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to cr- cross cross shows over, I guess. Yeah, Nicole was really the one in charge because she got Mary Cherry. She wanted Mary Cherry, and she got her. And then she, and of course, you know, she starts paying for that because Mary Cherry seems to be kind of weird. Yeah, I really didn't understand that. Okay, so well, let's single back white up. female-ish. Yeah. Okay, so Mary Cherry is rich because she moved there from Texas. Yeah, her dad's rich, and so that's why Nicole wants to be her friend so bad is because she's rich, like I, for per, for for for. Selfish reasons and for they, games. They also said something about her. Maybe her mom was a glamazon in her earlier school, and that there's this is like a legacy thing. Like, of course, Mary Cherry's got to be on this sh- because her mother was on this cheerleading team when she was in high school. So, oh, okay. I don't know, but but Mary Cherry, do I have to do the splits? And, oh, no, wait a minute. She says, "Y'all, do I have to do the splits?" I'm a Christian. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so weird. It's uh And so yeah, so she asks her like they they run into each other in the mall. She sees that Nicole has bought this silver outfit and she's and so she brings her this book that she wants Nicole to sign. You know, sign in between Oksana Bayou and somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. So nineties. And it, uh, she's the one that says to be Oh, sorry. She she says knock she, knock who's there coincidence. Is that what her line is? I wrote that down. I don't I don't know. She just said, uh, are you going to be wearing that silver outfit I saw you buy yeah. in the mall? You, with strappy sandals? With a blowout that could stab you in the back? Or so straight it could stab you in the back? Oh, wow. <laughs> and then she shows up to the party at the end wearing the outfit. Like, why does she do that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't She's, know, but I can't wait to find out. I, it was one thing I wrote down in my notes, like, what is up with this girl? So she's your favorite character, right? Because, uh, you know, the, the well, Southern you know thing, what? Right? I know that name. <laughs> like, I've heard it okay. through cultural osmosis. So I think she's a very popular character. I think <laughs> she's a very beloved character. Uh, Folks, don't coo- don't Google this show, by the way. I mean... If you do, it's just very frustrating. <laughs> it's yeah. a popular show. Cause like a, popular TV yeah, shows. Because like then you have to put in Ryan Murphy, yeah. and then you get articles about Ryan Murphy. Yeah. And... <sighs> let's see. Yeah. What else? Okay, let's talk about the scene where they're dissecting. Okay, Sam and Brooke get, get partnered together in biology to dissect the frog. Mm-hmm. And they have to, and Sam knows how to do it. She's telling Brooke how to do it. And they have to draw a line on the frog with a red sharpie. And then Brooke makes this joke about Christmas. And Sam laughs uproariously. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, uh, like, what? I don't understand. Is she, is it that she's being sycophantic? Is she trying, is she falling over? I, at some points, I got the feeling that Sam was in love with Brooke. Yeah, I mean, that would be an interesting turn, but I don't know. I think it's, I think if I could remember being back in high school, it's like you hate the popular people so much. But when they sit down and talk to you like a real person, you're like, oh my gosh, they're, you know, I, they're so awesome. I'm, I'm, you know, and hopefully they'll talk to me again. <laughs> yeah. I, the, the, the it girl in our class mm. that was so pretty and wore the awesome clothes and was the cheerleader and was this and was that and had the older boyfriend in high school, you know, uh, you were constantly trying to find something wrong with her. <laughs> and there was nothing wrong with her because mm. she was the nicest person in the world. <laughs> you know? She just didn't talk to you because she you weren't in her group. Uh-huh. But if... If you were standing next to her, she would talk to you. Yeah. It's not that she was so stuck up, but it's just that there are these unspoken rules. Mm-hmm. That there are these cliques, and that's you just have to abide by these unspoken rules. And I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of the pressure that Sam was under by her association with Brooke. Like the fact that Carmen was turning around and glaring at her. Like you're going to now help me out because you've got an in, 
you know? Uh-huh. And then Harrison, Harrison, oh my gosh. Can we say Xander Harris at all? Uh, Harrison? Yeah. <laughs> he's even got a, he's even, it's weird. It's, it's almost like he's Xander, but he's got a crush on Cordelia to begin with, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because he's got this I crush think on Harrison's Cord- got a crush on everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was real pitiful. He, uh, they were, it was, he, they lived next door to each other. Harrison and Brooke lived next door to each other, and they're best friends. Until he goes away to camp and he comes home and she's grown five inches and he's dorky and she do, she won't even pay any attention to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's sad. That is that is sad. I know those uh, like when more when my daughter was going through school, those uh, you know she's friends with this group in a certain grade. And then fifth grade, things change. Sixth grade, things change. Middle school, it's just like an evolution of these cliques. Yeah. To where she is does not even speak to the people she was best friends with in third or fourth grade. Yeah, yeah. Again, this is just, this is a definitely a, a Heather's thing too. I really thought I think if you put the score to to popular. Next to the score for the movie Heather's, they're very. They've got that like real weird, like warbly, wah, wah, you know. Like, uh, I'm doing terrible justice to it, but uh, yeah, it's it's a very uh, independent movie feel. Yeah, to this show. Yeah, so far. Oh gosh. Uh, hey, Sandra O oh is actually uh, one of the teachers there. I wonder if that's going to be <laughs> like if she's going to. Yeah, probably- I wonder if she'll ever come back. She had like one line. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, that's Sandra O. Oh. And Allie Landry <laughs> from the Doritos commercials. Oh. She's she's Chad Lowe's girlfriend that works the, oh. the waitress at the restaurant. And uh, hello, teacher. Do not go out to eat dinner with your student. What? What were you What were you thinking? Like, he, he, yeah. Know, there's only so far Are you, you so get blind? as a cool teacher. You can't. Yeah. It's, uh, it's funny how he gets this... Uh, Realization, but he's also like, duh, you know, she's trying so hard to. Oh my god, that nose ring, that nose piercing looks so <laughs> horrible. Um, I hope. Yeah, because she, she wants to be different. Because at the very beginning, she and her mother are talking about how, oh, you know, last year we got your hair, your bangs dyed blue, or and then you got it, to school and everybody's were dyed. So she's trying to be, you know, one of those people who's the first to do something cool. Mm-hmm. And then it just like backfires on her. Uh, so uh, what else? What did you think about the Carmen source, the storyline of Carmen? Um, how she just had like all her hopes pinned on becoming a Glamazon. And yeah, she did great yeah. in their trials. Yeah, well, it, I think that a lot of it, the, the, the reason that works so well is because you – you find out that she's been away at fat camp and she lost 40 pounds. Mm-hmm. So she's been, a, I mean, and not that she's that, she's not really overweight. No. She's just a little overweight. Yeah. But she has the person, the, uh, she has the identity of a fat kid. Yeah. She's just a fat kid, even though she's lost 40 pounds. Yeah. And, uh, you look up her IMDb, so she, she looks great. Yeah. I remember after this, she had her own sitcom. Oh, really? I don't yeah, I, I, on thought, ABC. I thought I think the most the biggest part of this storyline, I mean, I was a little like, 
when she discovers she's not a cheerleader and she goes running. <laughs> and that's how the end of the episode. Yeah. I was like, ugh, oh, whatever. But <laughs> I was like, come on. But, you know, again, still trying to get back oh, in that teenage say, mentality. Look, let me tell you, fifth grade, sixth grade, when I tried out for junior high cheerleader, because at that time, you don't know that you're not in that clique. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't know that you're not a, that you're not cheerleader material. Mm-hmm. You you go into cheerleading uh, auditions thinking that you've got just a good good a shot as anybody, and after that you don't make it, you have to live with that realization of, oh, I'm not that person. <laughs> I'm somebody else. Yeah. At, you know, in the sixth grade. Uh, what I thought really worked with this, uh, which you don't see really that often, is the fact when when Brooke, Brooke sits down with Carmen in the sep- second episode in the diner. <gasps> yes, that's the best scene of the whole thing. That was so good. Yeah, where Carmen says, you know, your my mother uh, weighed my food. Yeah. And then Brooke said, oh, you want to be me? Well, my mother left, and I thought that if I lost enough weight, that she would come back. Yeah, yeah. So they're like two sides of the same coin. Exactly. It's almost like we all have issues here. I, You know, in a way, I almost – I mean, Brooke is one of the two leads of the show. So I guess you're supposed to feel some sort of like empathy for her. But like they really play Brooke, the popular girl. A, a, you can you can sympathize with her a more, I mean, I wish they had her lean more into the like the way Nicole acts, but not full Nicole. <laughs> but you know, yeah, but but it gives you hope that maybe Brooke can change the system. Yeah, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll, I look forward to seeing that. I almost kind of figured that it was going to be like a a war between the the snobs and the slobs, you know, <laughs> like uh, uh, that Brooke was going to be the leader of one faction and. I mean, not knowing anything about this show, I just figured it was going to be like that. Um, yeah, because this, uh, their parents get married. Sam's mother and Brooke's dad get married, and Sam and Brooke having to live in the same house. Mm-hmm. What is that going to do to the dynamic of everybody? At sc- this is going to affect everybody at school. Yeah, crazy enough, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you almost think like. I don't know. They set up this thing where it seems like the trope is the popular, pretty, uh, snobby girl is going to realize the error of her ways and uh, align herself with the uh, the nerdy girls. But it, I think it's a, a little bit more than that because it does seem like she's going to turn – she's like right – on the cusp of turning over a new leaf, right on the cusp of telling Nicole to go fuck herself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You could see that that could happen at some point, but I like how they're playing it from the other side of the, the other side of it, where Sam is pressured to be so much like an anti popular person. that it's kind of ridiculous that she can't even talk to popular people without being like yelled at by Harrison and Carmen, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So I like how they're playing kind of both sides of that fence. But uh, we, I, I did want to mention the, the, the Carmen thing before we got too far away from it. The um, 
Carmen, like, wa- the reason why Carmen wants to be a cheerleader is because she was so lonely as a little girl and she went to a game with her parents and everybody was happy and the cheerleader smiled at her. I thought that was so, that was so touching. Yeah. I, I, that, re- yeah. Those little things really add a lot to that character. Yeah. Any other show would have just been, oh, she's a fat girl yeah. and she wants to be a cheerleader because she's a fat girl. No, there's a lot more to it. Now, Sugar, on the other hand, uh, Sugar, Sugar Daddy. Yeah, I guess I, I like one of the rapper. Yeah, Ron Lester, of course, of Varsity Blues. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, Taken too soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. I uh. Uh. I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I was. I just. Uh, I, I think at first I wasn't that much of a fan of him at all. You know, he was because you know I was the fat kid in high school, uh, and uh, you know it, there's that thing of like you'd see other fat kids that were popular because they got like amazing clothes and and that, yeah, there that, there get, is. There is that one person in high school that can break that rule. Yeah. And you don't know how they did it. Is it just confidence? Is it – yeah, you don't know what the magic, like he gets, what the secret is. He's, yeah. he's popular because he plays football and he wears like – I don't know, like – Fubu, he Fubu. had Fubu outfit. <laughs> that weird backwards cap and uh, the chains, and uh, yeah, he looks like someone who failed the audition for Backstreet Boys or something like that. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, at first I was really like, "Screw this guy!" Especially he's out there rapping and stuff. But then they show the relationship. Yeah, well, see, yeah, at first I was like stunt casting. Yeah. You know, uh, this could have been, you know, a African-American actor. Yeah, this could have been, yeah. uh, and they just put him in there because people know him from Varsity Blues. Was this pre-Varsity Blues, though? Uh, I think it was around the same time, huh? I'm not looking it up. We'll find out. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I I think his relationship with Josh uh, made it a little better. The fact that he out and out says, and we'll talk about Josh, but the fact that he says that what Josh is doing is risking what he has. And in order for him to be popular, he joined the the football team and, you know, he can't lose that. He, if he loses that, he goes back to the sidelines. He goes back to being the fat kid, um, you know. And he—I don't think he out and out said that, but that's what I was getting from it. He was, yeah. yeah. So, um, I, uh, you know, if he continues doing the—I don't know—the gag-worthy lines where he's talking to girls the way he does, I, I'm. I'm probably going to continue to be revulsed by him, but I, I, I'm into it for his uh, his uh, uh, connection with his friendship with Josh. So yeah, and then the, the so thing Josh. about Josh, Josh yeah. is he's only popular because he's the quarterback yep. and he's handsome, but really he's a big old dork, and not just because I don't I don't say that because he wants to audition for the play. Yeah, thank you. I was in drama because form. he, <laughs> yeah. 
but because he writes Brooke a note that says, on our date, are we going to <laughs> hit a home run, slide into first? Yeah. Like, what? Slide, so- slide into home. She checked, shut, slide into slide home. Into- yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. That So they're pretending to be virgins. And I think on Brooke's side, it's... No, they're pretending. They're pretending not oh, to pretending be. pretending not to be virgins. They- Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. They're telling their friends that they've that, that oh yeah they've just been doing it the whole time, but they but we see their first time and it does not go well. Nope. I think a Brooke is probably nervous. Probably actually doesn't want to have sex this early in life. B. Josh is gay. <laughs> He's gonna be gay. Do you right? think so? He's got to be gay. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I think he's going to be gay. I I don't have future knowledge. I, yeah, I just think that he's going to be is, the the kid that turns gay. <clears throat> all I know is when you Google popular Ryan Murphy and you come up with all these articles, all these articles are Ryan Murphy talks about how the WB was too homophobic and they told him to co- to tone down the gay. Yeah. So <clears throat> yes, there will be gay characters, but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what happens. But I don't. We'll I don't know if it's Josh. I just think that these. That I think it was just showing that these. That this couple is pressured by their by their peers. They feel pressure to be the to be the couple who is uh, you know very uh, has lots of uh, experience. The, to be the experienced yeah. couple, <laughs> um, and they're not. Freaking Josh's dad, though. Holy cow. When he shows up and he's uh, like, pract- like completely like calling him out in front of the entire drama club, like, you know, I just didn't understand. I guess does drama club take away time that you can't be on the football team, too? I mean, I, I just yeah. feel like you can work around that, but I, uh, I wasn't sure if it was, like- I wasn't sure if it was like he couldn't be in the drama club. Because it takes time away from football and he can't be Mr. Quarterback or he can't be in drama club because drama club is for losers and winners are the quarterback and football team and nothing else, you know? I think it was more of a time issue. Okay. Hmm. And maybe with a little of the other subtext. I don't know. Why did I write down Lily is a troublemaking horse's patoot? I don't. Uh, know. Uh, all I know is that said. she she didn't want to do she didn't want to dissect the frog. Oh, how about when the frog she talks to her? <laughs> Save me! <laughs> there was some great like the kids walking around in their underwear and going bah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Sam said they're all dressed alike. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all I have. I don't think I have anything else. Gross dude with the tongue ring. Oh, I wanted to punch him in the face. Uh, Chad Lowe. Do you like Chad Lowe? Chad Lowe. Chad Lowe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chad Lowe's old now. Yeah. You know, like Rob has a very good doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because have you seen Rob's wife? They spend all their time and money on Rob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Sam passed out with a box of Ch- Count Chocula. I wrote, I've been there too. 
Uh, oh yeah, fat bash. It's Brooks fat. Brooke and Nicole's fat bash. I was like, remember when we used the word fat? <laughs> yeah, Nicole said. Uh, because Brooke was like, I want you to support me. And Nicole said, okay, I'll support you when the crowd moves. I'll support you when blah, blah, blah. I'll support you. Yeah, I mean, that Nicole, she is a very good mean girl. Yeah. She's very good. I better get in the last bit uh, of trivia I have here before we say goodbye. Because um, I don't want to forget it because the awesome Jen has contributed. And this is other stuff I found as well. Um, so, uh, popular premiered the same year as Roswell and they were always second to that show until about episode five when popular got more critical acclaim. And then there was an article that said the WB should have backed popular more than Roswell, but Ryan Murphy thinks the network never got that. It was basically a satire of their network. And also they say that because Dawson's Creek was so popular that the network was always telling them to make the show more straight, which never really worked in their story with their stories. So maybe that's what those, I didn't, I, I saw that article. I didn't, I didn't click on it cause I didn't want to get spoiled, but I, uh-huh. the one where he, he, he said that the WB was homophobic or whatever. I'm, uh-huh. I have, I, I have the link. I actually collected the link and put it at the end of my show notes. Like, for to re, to, re, to reference when we finish the show. Oh, okay. I don't know if you read it. Nah. Um, at the time of the pilot, Christopher Gorham, um, who plays Harrison, uh, was told his character was going to be seen on a skateboard regularly. So he uh, took skateboarding lessons, and his new skill was never seen on the show. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I guess the a good n- note to add at the end of the second episode, they wished they hadn't moved Brooke and Sam in together so soon, but it was a network demand that they move in together in the second episode. Or, they didn't really move in together, but the connection occurs. Uh-huh. They were supposed to move in at th- together at the end of the first year, and there would have been more wars between Brooke and Sam. Hmm. We'll see how it goes. Oh, um, completely unrelated. I saw Sharon Uh Leo on Supergirl. Yeah. Coach Vanessa. Yeah. So I'm catching up on my CW superhero shows and I'm seeing all the, all our, I've been watching it. Yeah. All our Vancouver actors. Exactly the same. Yes, she does. Except when she's in Martian mode and she doesn't look at anything like herself anymore. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, right. so next week we're going to watch Under Siege and Windstruck. <gasps> Steven Seagal's Under Siege? We're doing a bonus episode? <laughs> oh, I know, that's what I thought too. And we're finally, I'm finally going to see Moonstruck? <laughs> no, Alright. Cool. Well, so, that was fun. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. Uh, cancel my subscription. I am over your issues. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>